Good morning. Welcome to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. My name is James Coleman. I am the student minister here, and we are so thankful that you've decided to join us in worship this morning. Um, I'll extend a special welcome to those of you who are new with us this morning. Um, just outside of our sanctuary, we have our welcome center, and we have a small gift for you if you're new. Um, within that gift, you're going to find some helpful information about our church, how we can come alongside you in your own walk with Christ, and how you can dive in here. And become part of something big that God is doing right here in the surrounding counties. There's so many of you guys here today. It's awesome. Um, so this morning, I want to let you know that you have come into a place that seeks to encounter God together. That seeks to equip one another for the work of ministry. And that seeks to evangelize those who are lost in a broken, in a broken world. I want to share with you a verse out of, a couple of verses out of John 4. John chapter 4 verses 23 and 24 and talking about worship and then I'd like to pray for us as we go into worship yet a time is coming Jesus says yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth may I pray for you this morning Father, thank you. Thank you that we get to come into a place such as this and worship you freely without fear of persecution. Thank you, God, that we get to lean on your understanding and not our own. God, help us to surrender ourselves to the foot of your throne. Help us, God, to bring true and authentic worship to you. May the words of our hearts, Lord, and the meditations of our, of our minds be pleasing and honorable to you. God, we lift up Pastor Todd as he brings a, brings a message today that you will speak through him, God, and that there will be no one leaving here that is not saved. God, we love you and we trust you and we surrender all of our praise, we surrender all of the honor and all glory into the holy name of Jesus Christ, our King, and all of God's children agree and said, Amen. Will you stand and, and greet one another in the name of Christ?
God this morning. At this time, we are coming to pray to our Heavenly Father, and um, if you have any burdens or you want to give praise, you feel free to come to the altar and to join me, or you may stay at your seat. And if you're on online, you can just join us wherever you may be. If you would like to join, just come. God, we just come before you this morning. Thank you for all your blessings that come through. Father, we come to you with our open heart to give praise to you, for you are our redeemer, our provider, our protector, our fighter. Father, that you hear all of our prayers today. Father, we lift up our praise to you for the blessing that you have given us and the victory that you have brought before us. Father, we pray for the burdens that these individuals may have. Father, that you would hear the depths of their hearts, their cries out to you. Father, just cover them with your peace and your love and your patience. As we come through um, this part of the service, Father, that you would just continue to be with the choir as they lead us in the special music. And Father, just be with uh, Todd as he brings the message of hope, encouragement. And Father, that our eyes would be open to hear your truth and your love. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Emily, for leading us in prayer. Thank you all for being here today and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. If you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. And as you're doing that, I'm grateful again for our choir here to lead us in worship. And we hear you prayerfully after the reading of God's word. And thank you to our worship team for leading so beautifully as well as our instrumentalists. Beginning with verse 1 of Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. 
I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
all for leading so beautifully. I love that song that we are to press on. When we get tired, when we get weak, we find strength in the Lord to help us to press on. I always like to start with a little humor, and, and this is a, a little zombie humor, and you'll understand why in just a moment, but did you all hear how the zombie bodybuilder hurt his back? He was deadlifting. <laughs> Do you know what the only room in the house where a zombie cannot go? The living room. What do you call a zombie that makes stir fry? A dead man walking. How did the zombie win the marathon? He was dedicated. Y'all aren't helping me out much today. I end with this. How did the zombie answer the question? It was a no-brainer. Thank you for coming. Y'all have a good day. I'll see you all next week. Have you ever felt like that you were just going through the motions of life? You have no energy. You have no excitement. You have no enthusiasm. As a matter of fact, your life has just become stagnant. You have become lethargic. And my wife was just pointing. My mic's not on. My mic's on. Thanks. It's on, right? Very good. But your life has become stagnant, or maybe you've become spiritually lethargic, or maybe even spiritually dead. And it's so easy sometimes to go through life, and we do get caught up in just going through the motions, and we have no joy, and we have no excitement, we have no passion for life. As a matter of fact, for the last several weeks, we've been going through a sermon series called Greater Strength. Actually, this sermon series comes to a close today. I've really enjoyed going through the many different roles of the Holy Spirit. And we've looked at the Holy Spirit to help us to find strength and to find power and to find purpose in our lives. And don't forget, we learned that the Holy Spirit is a free gift that we receive when we invite Jesus Christ to come into our hearts and lives. So if you're here today and you've never received Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, then you're not going to have the gift of the Holy Spirit. But if you have received Christ, then you do receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit. Today in our scripture, we need to meet a prophet by the name of Ezekiel. He was prophesying during the 6th century B.C. to Israel. And you might remember that Ezekiel was preaching, trying to get the Israelites to come back to the one true God. But they didn't listen. And as a result, Jerusalem was ransacked. The magnificent temple was destroyed and the Jewish people, the Hebrews, were marched out of their homeland into Babylonian exile. And the Israelites even declared as they were in this exile in Ezekiel 37 verse 11, our bones are dried up, our hope is gone. We are cut off, or some translations say, 
we are destroyed. So they were literally dead people walking. And we know that they were suffering as a result of their sin and rebellion. But God gave Ezekiel a vision and he gave a promise in Ezekiel 36, 26. The Lord said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Isn't that encouraging? Maybe you're here today and you're in need of a new heart and you're in need of a new spirit. Maybe you have been going through a spiritually dark time, a spiritually dry time. Maybe you find yourself in the place where you need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I pray today that you would receive that. But first, we must see the problem. We must see the problem. In our scripture in verse 3, this is what the Lord said, Son of man, and he said this to Ezekiel, can these bones live? And then Ezekiel responded, only you, uh, sovereign Lord, know if they can live. But can these bones live? And maybe you're here today and you're asking that same question. Can these spiritually dry and dead bones live? You see, there was a great plain in this vision that had all these bleached out dry bones in this plain. And we know through our scripture that this was symbolic of Israel and its people. And they were in this very difficult place. So we must see the problem. And what was their problem? Well, you can look in, in uh, chapter 12 of Ezekiel, verse 2. They had eyes but could not see. They had ears but could not hear. They were a rebellious people. Then you look in, in chapter 14, verse 6. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. <coughs> repent, turn from your idols, and repent from your detestable practices. So we know that this valley of death, this death valley, that's, that's what they call LSU's uh, football stadium, Death Valley, which, which actually Clemson had at first, but they called Death Valley. This was a death valley of dry bones, spiritually dead people. And maybe that's where you are today. And he said to repent from these detestable practices. Turn from your idols. You know what an idol is? An idol is anything or anybody we put place before God. That's an idol. Anything or anybody that we place before God. We're living in a day and time where we as the United States need to repent from some of our detestable ways. I read that the, uh, the Gutmaker Institute said that in 2022, the United States of America had over 930,000 abortions just in the United States. 930. In the gun violence archive, it said in 2022, there were 647, 647 mass shootings in the United States. That's where four or more people 
were shot. Now we know there was just a mass shooting in Dallas, Texas last night where nine people were killed. But he went on to say that, that 44,000 people have died as a result of these mass shootings. We looked at the national uh, drug abuse statistics that say that there are 37 million people in the United States that use illegal drugs. And annually, 70,000 people will die of drug overdose. And one of the biggest drugs no one likes to talk about is alcohol. That annually, in the United States, 95,150 people have died with some form of alcohol-involved death. So we know that there is a lot that we must repent from in our nation today. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, remember the very first commandment said, you shall have no other gods before me. We have made gods out of sports. We have made gods out of money. And we have made gods out of our iPhones and social media. We, we've made gods out of our jobs. We've made gods out of material possessions. We have made gods out of our earthly, worldly ways. And God will not stand for that. He loves you and he loves me. But he wants our loyalty. He wants our faithfulness. He desires our obedience. And so we must see the problem today. Can you see the problem in your life? Can you see maybe that you're living in sin in the valley of dry bones, this death valley? But know that there is hope. There is hope. And we must speak to our plight. We must speak to our plight. In verse 4, it says, And he said to me to prophesy to these bones. And speak and to say, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We must speak to our circumstance. We must speak to our plight. So many times the devil is, and I've talked about this recently, whispering in our ear, ears, telling us what we can't do. Telling us you're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. You're, you don't look good enough. You're not thin enough. You're, you're not rich enough. You don't drive a nice enough car. You don't have a nice enough house. You're, you're not this. You're not the devil. Is all the time whispering in our ears. We need to speak to our plight and not be tempted to be kicked while we're down. And the way we do it is, is how Jesus did in Matthew chapter 4 when he was led into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Remember, he was fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. And after the, Satan came a third time and tempted him, in verse 10, Jesus said, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the God, Lord your God and serve him only. We speak blessings. We speak God's word to combat the evil one and the lies. He is a liar and the father of all lies, John 8, 44. But when we speak Jesus and we speak his living word, did you know the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword?
So we combat the devil by speaking the word of God. I shared at the early service that I went over to my wife's side of the, the bathroom yesterday at her vanity and her sink, and she has all these index cards taped up around her mirror of scripture. And I so love being able to read the scriptures because when you read the scripture, you're reading the truth. And I just love being able to read those scriptures that she had posted all around her mirror. Maybe you need to post scriptures around your mirror, or in your car, or at your desk, or, or, or at your school, young person, where we are speaking the word of the Lord. That's exactly what the Lord told Ezekiel to do. Say to these bones, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. <clears throat> and I pray today that you would hear the word of the Lord his way and speak his truth. I, <clears throat> I think about when Paul had learned what it means to be content. He had found the secret of contentment when he said in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything, all things, through him who gives me strength. I think about what John said when he was dealing with false teachers and, and uh, evil spirits. When he said in 1 John 4, 4, greater is the one that is in you than the one that is in the world. Then there's a beautiful passage that Peter used that he borrowed from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, when he said, with your wounds, I am healed. And just this past week, I spoke with someone on the phone and they're struggling with a terrible addiction. And this addiction is destroying their family. Maybe some of you all can relate. That's why I'm so passionate about these statistics I read because I've seen firsthand, as so many of you have, the harmful effects of terrible substance abuse and addiction. And I'm watching this family be ripped apart at the core because one will not get the help they need to overcome this horrible addiction. And maybe that's where you are today. You're struggling with an addiction and you just try to ignore it thinking it'll go away. If you don't get the help you need, it will destroy your life and it will destroy your family. And I pray today that, that you would speak. When, when Peter used this, with your wounds, I am healed. Now, we know ultimately that's talking about spiritual healing. That's talking about salvation that we have through Jesus Christ when he died on the cross. That's our salvation with his wounds that, that were inflicted upon him when he went to the cross. But I have used this passage through the years to borrow its power and its meaning to also pray for physical healing and to pray for other kinds of healing, relational or, or financial or emotional. By his wound, with your wounds, we are healed. And today he can bring that healing to you, but you must cry out to him. Speak to your plight. That means speak to your unfortunate circumstance, your situation. Speak God's word and watch what these bones begin to do. 
But then lastly, we, we must soak in the Spirit's power. We must soak in the Spirit's power. In verse 5, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. To breathe the Spirit into life and you will become alive. That we must enter in the breath and we will come alive. That's the same word in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, when God formed man out of the, the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That's the same spirit. And do you remember in John chapter 20, verses 21, 22, that first Easter when Jesus had resurrected from the dead, the disciples were all in the upper room and they had locked the door to make sure no one would come in to, to bother them or, or maybe look to arrest them. And, and Jesus appeared to them, came through the locked door. And remember what Jesus said? He said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And at that moment, it said that he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them. Jesus breathed on his disciples. He was giving them the power to go out and be a witness for him. He does that for you and me today. He can breathe new life into you. Maybe you're here and, and he can breathe life into your dry marriage. Maybe he can breathe life into your dead-end career. Maybe he can breathe life into your shattered dreams or into your disappointments. He can breathe life into your spiritual deadness and your deadened heart. He can give you a new heart and a new spirit. And that's why Jesus came. He said in John 10, 10, that I, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the full. Do you believe today that Jesus can breathe new life into you? The answer is yes, he can. He can breathe life. And it's beautiful. When he told Ezekiel to, to prophesy to these bones, you know what happened? When he preached that the breath from the four winds would come, these bones started coming together. They started rattling. I believe when we prophesy, we preach the word of the Lord and we pray, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. There's a lot of power that comes from our prayer. Well, these bones begin rattling and start coming together and, and tendons coming on them and, and skin coming up. And guess what? There was a vast army that appeared. A vast army came together. And that's what we need today. We need the Lord's army to be strong because we are in spiritual warfare in our world today. And let me tell you that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But there's strength in numbers. And we come together as the Lord's army to fight against the evil one and all the evil ways of the world today. And would you be willing today to allow the Lord through his spirit to resuscitate you and bring you back to life and allow you the strength to continue to make a difference for his kingdom. We all need you in God's army.
He needs us and his vast army. So if you're here and you're thinking, I, I just, you know, I just don't feel it. I'm just not, you know, I'm tired. I'm dead. I just don't know today that the spirit of God can come into you and give you fresh strength and fresh power. But you have to be willing to receive it. And the first step to get that is to receive Christ. If you've never given your heart and life to Jesus, why not today? It's as simple as confessing your sin to him. We are told in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us or purify us from all unrighteousness. The wages of sin is death. That's why they were in Death Valley. They had been disobedient and rebellious. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And today, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And that's great news. He'll save you no matter how bad you've been or how good you think you are. We all need God's grace. Or maybe you're a Christian and you've grown complacent. You've been going through the motions. It's time to, to allow the Spirit to give you a fresh anointing so you can get back to serving the Lord while you have life and while you have breath. Or maybe you've been looking for a church home. This is a wonderful church. I love this church. And it's not a perfect church. But praise the Lord, we know where our strength comes from. Our strength comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We'd love for you to be a part of this field hospital for the sin, sick, and hurting. So maybe you limped in today emotionally. You limped in spiritually. Maybe you limped in physically. But the fact is, you can receive this new life today. And all you have to be willing to do is just humble yourself and say, breathe into me, Lord. Breathe in. I inhale as you exhale your spirit and watch what he does, even now as we pray together. Lord, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any men or women, young people, children, people watching online that have found themselves without energy, without enthusiasm, without excitement, without passion for you, without purpose, without power, that they would allow your Holy Spirit to breathe new life in today, to resuscitate, God, and, and give us, Father, the strength we need to be a part of this vast army that's trying to make a difference for your kingdom. May we not be swept into that death valley, this valley of dry bones, but rekindle us and renew in us, Father, a, a fresh beginning, a new start, and that, Lord, today we be about your business while we have life, while we have breath, while we have strength to make a difference for you. So, Father, I pray in just a moment as we have a hymn of invitation that, that people would not worry about what anyone else thinks, but they would come just as they are, that they would come with their brokenness with their grief, with their heartache, with their disappointment, with their shattered dreams, Father, with their sin, with their pride, that they would come with their praise, however you lead them. Lord, I pray that they would not be ashamed to come and take a stand for you, who is not afraid to take a stand for us on the cross. 
And we claim that by your wounds, with your wounds, we are healed today. And we claim that in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. If you're in this place, I'm going to invite you to stand. And we're going to sing a hymn of invitation. If you're worshiping with us online, please contact us. It would be our privilege to pray with you about your decision. But I'm going to invite you to come, however the Holy Spirit leads, as we sing this hymn of commitment.
Amen. I want to thank you so much for being here today and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. I'm grateful for these who came for prayer and uh, standing in for family and friends and, and just praying for God to have his way in each of these situations. And I thank you, church, for allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. Um, and I pray that even on this rainy, cloudy day, that there were a lot of um, rattling going on, a lot of bones coming together and uh, feeling the resuscitation and, and the resurrection that comes when we know Christ as our Lord and Savior. A couple of quick announcements. If you were not here and if you have not heard, this past Wednesday night was a special time in the life of our church. This past Wednesday, we voted on a new associate pastor of music and worship. Sean Sherwood and his wife, Kelly, will be coming to this church uh, the first week of June. Won't be starting in our service till the second week of June, but uh, it was a 100% vote. It was a spirit-filled night, so we're excited. Keep Sean and Kelly Sherwood in your prayers as they will be coming on board here Thank you for your faithfulness and praying for us as we were searching for this very important uh, position. Also want to remind you, it's not too early to be thinking about Operation Christmas Child. One of our great ministries here is that we support shoeboxes to children all over the world who otherwise would not have Christmas. And we share with them the hope that we have in Christ. You'll find at the Welcome Center, or you can go online to find items that we need so we can fill up as many boxes as possible. Please be praying about filling up uh, or bringing items to help fill up these boxes, even now. And then don't forget, tonight we're doing a, a Coffee and Connections. Even though our semester's over, we're still doing a special Coffee and Connections tonight if you want to come hang out with Kelly and me and, and others in the uh, lobby of the children's wing. We'd love to have you at six. Don't forget our youth meet, our children meet. There's something for everyone. So thank you for being here and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. Now how much God loves you and we love you too. We're gonna sing uh, the first verse of our opening song, Revive Us Again. Have a wonderful day as you go from this place. God, that's our prayer, that you would revive us, you would revive our country, you would revive our world, that they would see the light and love of Jesus and his spirit living in us. So as we go from this place, as we go out onto the battlefield, may we be your army, sharing with people the hope that we have found in Christ, for it is in his precious 
and holy and living name we pray. Amen. Amen.